From the studios of Tucson Business Radio X, recorded in the Stewart Title Corporate Offices on Broadway, you are now listening to The Mark Bishop Show. And now here's your host, Mark Bishop. My guest on the show is Claire Whitaker, a business systems and automation coach and the founder of Artificially Intelligent Consulting. Artificially Intelligent Consulting, owned and operated by Claire Whitaker, helps business owners to implement systems that inspire them instead of stressing them out so that they can double their revenue without working extra hours. By gee, does that sound good. (laughs) Too good to be true, maybe. Welcome, Claire. Thank you so much, Mark, and thanks for having me on the show. Now, you didn't always know that this vertical was going to be your path, did you? I mean, in fact, you started your career as a research chemist, working and developing new products and finding ways to scale them using, what, lean manufacturing methods. Is that right? That is correct. I actually studied my my master's in chemistry in Manchester, incidentally, And after I completed that, I went and worked for a chemical company within their research department. And on my first, well, during my first week, we were introduced to all different areas of the business, including manufacturing and how to effectively scale up new innovation. And I kind of fell in love with the principles behind Lean and Six Sigma, just because the idea of being able to create flow, removing uh, what's not necessary, and really building something sustainable that serves your customers is one that really appealed to me. Mm. However, shortly after kind of working in research for a few years, I realized that, I am not a particularly patient person and the kind of projects that I were working on because they were in the the chemical space were very long timelines. So for example, from new innovation and new compound that we'd identified through to having a fully launched and tested product could take up to 20 years. And I just wanted to be closer to the action. I wanted to be in something much more fast paced. So that was when I actually uh, got the opportunity to start working at Amazon. Well, I mean, uh, you know, initially in in an account management, you did move across a variety of roles, uh, working on projects and launching projects uh, using artificial intelligence. And you did this, what, through Europe, India and Japan. Nice bit of travel there. Yes, I did. I actually never got to go to India or Japan, but I did spend a lot of time up at the mothership in Seattle, uh, which was really exciting, like such an incredible environment to be in that company. And it was where I was able to really kind of like cut my teeth in a much more commercial setting for how to use some of the techniques around process design, scaling things um, and building like good products and processes in in a way that's kind of like much more fast paced using different technology and that really led me to kind of wanting to build out my own thing and start working more with different entrepreneurs in the business that I now operate. Well, uh, now as a certified, what, SME consultant, you're working with small businesses, sharing the framework that uh, helped you drive, what, consistent, sustainable growth without getting overwhelmed. 
I, I now your signature program is what I want to talk about. Drive right, D R I V E, drive together. It helps business owners identify and implement systems to double revenue without working extra hours. How does that happen? Yeah. So it's all based around this idea of the 80-20 principle in that you can get 80% of the benefit from just 20% of the work. But I feel like when you're working in your business that you can it can be really difficult to see exactly what's working and what's driving the results and really serving your customers and delighting your clients. So what the drive framework does is helps you kind of identify and then systemize and scale those parts of your business. So it's a five-step process. The first step is define, and that's really looking at what you're looking to do, the kind of business that you want to have. I like to include like a lot around lifestyle, which I think can be left out. As a business owner, you focus so much on the business that actually sometimes it's good to also be able to kind of focus on your lifestyle and what you're looking to achieve and how you want to live and show up for your family and friends. And then after we've defined the goals, it's looking at reward. So this is really what's driving those rewards for your clients. What are the metrics that you want to look at? What's important to you in your business, like with your systems? And really kind of mapping that out and understanding that in a much greater detail. Once we've got those two core pieces of the of the puzzle in place, it's then on to identify. And this is where we dive really deep into your systems. So as you've kind of said, and we've talked about, I'm a systems specialist. So I work with business owners to design processes and systems that help them get to their goals and help them increase the reward, increase their revenue in a much more systematic way. Um, once we've kind of designed and implemented a new process, we go through and we really look to verify. So before we automate or delegate any parts of this process out, we want to test it. I'm a big believer in testing and continuous improvement and seeing what's working and then doing more of that. So that's what the verify stage is really about and making sure we've got something that really works for you and your business in place before we kind of like build on it and scale it. Wow. Finally, mm-hmm. oh, now go on. <laughs> Finally, um, it's evaluate. And so this is kind of once we've got everything in, it's automated if you want it automated or delegated if you're looking building out a team, then it's evaluate. And this is really kind of going back to that continuous improvement. We leave it running for a couple of weeks and then we look at, is it working? Let's check it again. Let's make sure everything is kind of driving the results that we wanted in the in the first place. And so this kind of continuous improvement culture can be embedded within your business and you can keep seeing improvements, keep streamlining and cutting out what doesn't need to be there. So ultimately you end up with more client capacity more capacity to be able to double your revenue, but without having to work those extra hours. Wow. All right. So let me understand the link between your systems and your customer experience, mm-hmm. right? That That's critical. And why does that matter? I think it matters so much because your client experience is very closely linked to the systems that you have in place. If you have bad systems or if you're, 
feeling disorganized or overwhelmed, like that's going to be reflected in the experience that you offer to your clients. Um, however, if you have something in place that you trust, that you've tested, that you're confident in, and you know that you can offer those little extra magical touches through that system that really enhance your client experience, that's just going to make a better business for you. And by putting that in place from the get-go with your systems and doing it in a really like customer-focused way, it's going to help you build a much bigger business that's more about the experience. And if you're more about the experience that someone comes to, it has so many benefits. Like for example, if you're you're selling experiences, like it's less about price. You can charge more for those experiences than you might have been might have thought you could before. Mm-hmm. And also, you want to keep com- someone coming back because they want that experience again. So you get that more of that repeat business. You talk a lot about you know doubling revenue, uh, but but mm-hmm. without working the extra hours. When you try and you know share this with business people uh, around the world. What's their attitude towards that? What what do you usually get in the way of, uh, you know, I don't believe it or no, it's a lot of bunkum or, or what? So I think when you explain it in the way of cutting out the waste, increasing time for revenue driving activities and increasing that kind of repeat business, it makes sense. But when you first hear about it, yeah, it can sound like a bit of a big claim. But I think as you go through that process and you realize and you really analyze the things that you're doing, the things that are spending you're spending time on and what they're meaning for your customers and how they're directly re- relating to your revenue, then you can start to see how this can be possible and how you can do this and build up a business doubling your revenue without having to work extra hours. Let's talk about your drive formula. I know you've touched on it, but let's understand it clearly. What is it? How does it work exactly? Yeah, so the drive formula is basically just a process that we follow to help design and implement systems. As I kind of touched upon, there are five steps in the formula and we work on looking at each section of your business and following the formula to create new processes and systems. And once we have those systems and workflows designed, then we look at how we can implement them using automation software or other kind of relevant tools, depending on what you're after. Okay. So, so, so each business is unique, right? Each business is different. Well, what's your process in being able to drill down into really understanding what each business really needs? So it's all about how you kind of work with the business owner. So with my clientele, I work with service businesses. So a lot of that is how you're getting clients, how you're marketing yourself, how you're onboarding and running your programs. And there are really just kind of like three or four core parts of those businesses that you want to have good systems in. And by following the drive formula and making it unique to the business through the first steps of define and reward, you can implement something that, yes, it's going to be unique for every business and you want your systems tailored for the business, but following the same process or the same steps will help you to 
get the right system that's going to deliver that within your business. So how do you get started auditing and building new systems for each one? So the first thing that you want to do when you're thinking about auditing your systems is really map everything out. Like spend some time going through and writing down, brainstorming everything that you've got going on in the business, all the different processes that you have, all the tools that you're using and really just get it all out and make sure that you've kind of got that clear and organized within the different segments of your business. Once you've done that, you can go about understanding and mapping out exactly what metrics each of those kind of parts of your business are driving. For example, if you're doing a mixture of one-on-one client work and other digital programs, which is something that a lot of my clients have, then you can think about what processes to get those one-on-one clients are the most effective, which are performing the best, and how can you kind of rationalize the different ways that you're going after clients to really focus down and bring on more clients more effectively um, with just the one system that's performing the best. With online and digital programs, it's about auditing, understanding what works, checking through the funnels and how you're really getting people into your universe and what they're saying about saying to you and how they're feeling about it. And you can track this in a digital business. Uh, you can track this in a variety of different ways using different metrics that you can get from your website or just from other channels like most social media or if you're using your own personal data or your own, like not personal, but your own specific business data that you are able to collect, you can start to kind of build up this map. And when you have that map, it becomes a lot easier to identify and audit what's working and what's not working so well. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I'm speaking with Claire Whitaker, Artificially Intelligent Consulting. I don't know about you, but a bit of it's over my head, but fascinating. Is automation widely accepted, do you think, or how do you recommend people use automation in their business to help them scale? So it really does depend on the type of business that you're operating on. Um, But one example that I can share that will be relevant for the majority of businesses is automation around content marketing. So in this day and age, social media and online marketing are incredibly important parts for the majority of businesses when it comes to running their business. And if you can think about a system to do this for you more efficiently, you can use automation to schedule out content. You can use automation to create workflows in your business that connect all your team together so that they can create a market content. You can use automation in other ways to kind of identify what is going to be the best time to post content, what is the best content that you should be posting that's relevant for your business, Mm. and all sorts of kind of other little areas within that one specific thing. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, that bit I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Claire, what are some of uh, your top tips for people who are looking to delegate uh, more effectively in their businesses? 
My top tip for delegating more effectively in your business, particularly if you're just starting out um, or looking to hire your first few team members, are to hire people initially to implement solutions and not necessarily to solve problems. And the reason I say this is because when you're starting to build out your team, obviously you'll be in a different situation if you're in a much bigger business and you're looking for more strategic roles. But when you're starting to build out your team, you're going to need people to help you with very specific tasks and in very specific ways that you know work best for your business. So you want to hire them to implement a solution that you already have a reasonable idea of in your head. So for example, if I was hiring someone as a as an assistant or if I was hiring someone to edit a podcast, for example, what I would do is map out all of the different parts that I needed them to do and all of the different steps that I needed them to kind of complete when it comes to editing my podcast. And then I would test the steps that I'd written out to make sure that I hadn't forgotten anything and everything makes sense. And once I kind of have that process in place and I understand that a bit more detail, that would be a good time for me to start looking for someone who I would hire to help me and support me on that task. And by making sure that you've kind of like mapped out the workflow and you know a little bit about the kind of tasks that you want the person to complete before you start delegating and before you start building out your team, you can do it in a much more effective way. Because I know that one thing that a lot of people get stuck on when they first start hiring is they just hire someone because they're overwhelmed and because they need support. Mm -hmm. However, when that person comes on, they're not able to support you as the business owner in the way that you need because you aren't able to provide them with like the support that they need to be able to do the job well. So just making sure that you take that extra step to start mapping out the process and the tasks before you go will really help you to kind of start delegating more effectively. So Claire, is it expensive for small business to follow your guidelines? So... No, um, I think a lot of it you can actually just do um, depending on like the level you're at. You can do it without having to get any expensive like tools or software. There's so much of the kind of tools that you would use in the automation piece are readily available. And as you kind of start to build up and understand exactly what you need. You can find software to support you. Majority of the softwares are less than $100 a month, most less than 50. And so the more important thing is being able to understand for yourself exactly what steps need to happen and the process and the workflow that you want to follow and implement. And once you've got that, it becomes a lot easier to kind of like follow these guidelines and and start implementing new processes. Well, you're based in England where I'm speaking to you from now. I'm, I'm in the States, of course, uh, in Arizona. Um, are your clients mainly, you know, British? Are they in, Eng- in England or, or do you go across the pond? Do you come here at all? Yeah, so actually I have clients in Canada. I have clients in the US. I have clients in Austria and in Germany. I have no clients in the UK. <laughs> 
Isn't that funny? <laughs> Just me to pick that one. How about that? Well, maybe they'll yeah. wake up one day because, uh, you know, you're a bright spark. You know what you're all about. How about people being able to read a little bit about everything you've shared? Now, you've got uh, your website URL. Uh, share that one with us firstly. Yeah, so my website is www.artificiallyintelligentconsulting.com. I also have a LinkedIn and I have a group on Facebook called Scaling Without Sacrifice. Um, If you're interested in kind of systems and processes, I definitely recommend joining that group. We do weekly trainings and share a lot of other resources all about all of this different stuff and how you can kind of customize it for your business and start implementing new systems to help you grow Mm. without getting stressed out. I was wondering too, you know, with our current situation, uh, the pandemic is everywhere. It's still pretty. It's still bad in England, isn't it? Yeah, because it's pretty. It's still pretty it's bad just here. Pubs, so it's a lot better now. Right, but, but your pubs are closed, aren't they? Pretty, no, they opened them last oh, week. Really? Oh, lucky you, because we're we're mm. total lockdown here. Uh, as far as Arizona is concerned, we've got nothing open. I, you know, everybody thinks we were open too soon, but uh, unfortunately, my state at the moment is like the number one, and uh, oh. it's pretty bad. But um, I haven't been to England, but I want to very much because I love to travel, and uh, I've still got relatives over there I'd like to look up, but uh, particularly also to go to the British pubs, play some darts, you know, on a cold winter's night by the fire. <laughs> yeah. It, it still happens. It is very different now. It's all kind of like table service, so you might want to delay that visit until yeah, it's properly yeah. to normal. I was but wondering in your yeah. world with artificially, you know, intelligence and all of that, now that we're in this shocking dilemma that we're in, is it, is it more um, likely to be used more, do you think? Do you think more people are going to be thinking this way now? So when it comes to the systems and automation piece, like the, the work that I do is really for digital businesses. And a lot of businesses right now are having to pivot and do more digital if they weren't necessarily doing that before. And other people are like thinking about how they can add additional revenue streams to their businesses or just for themselves. Um, And from that perspective, yes, uh, like I can see that what I'm doing and like what people need is kind of shifting a bit more towards this. From the AI perspective, um like pure artificial intelligence which isn't something i offer in my business but is my background um i think that there are some really good applications that are coming out like for example around treatments and healthcare artificial intelligence just from the point of view of a chemist can really help you get a lot more data and a lot more information and analyze that more quickly Um, which is of a great benefit to society if we're able to get quicker treatments and quicker support for things like that. Whether, like, for businesses, AI is going to be the thing right now. Unless you're, like, a massive business, um, it's probably not going to be something that you're looking at just because of the amount of data and the amount of information you need to be able to implement it properly. But it's definitely something worth investigating and looking at to help you in the future. 
Well, I tell you what, I wish you all the luck in the world with your business around the world. And uh, you're still young. You've got a wonderful future ahead of you. And I, and it's uh, thanks for taking time out to share with, with us with what's going on. Artificially Intelligent Consulting. Uh, and who was the lady? Claire Whittaker. Uh, her email is hello at artificiallyintelligentconsulting.com. But, of course, you'd get her on the... Uh, URL of a website, um, artificiallyintelligentconsulting.com. If you start there, you'll be able to contact her anyway. Maybe she can be helpful to you. Claire, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and for taking the time. You're most welcome. Good luck. Take care now. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.